Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Who should be the czar of sports? I got one answer for you. In fact, I got two, but really one. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. And find us on the World Wide Web as well, 1029ESPN.com. There you can listen to the streams brought to us by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you missed anything in the first hour, shame on you. But it's okay. We got it. We got it sorted out for you. You can listen on the podcast. The podcast available on the TuneIn Radio app and on iTunes and on Spotify. I'm just kidding. It's okay if you missed a little bit. Okay? You're here now, and that's what we appreciate podcast available on all your favorite podcasting platforms it is there thanks to the wingate by wyndham hotel you go listen to it like it review it all that stuff appreciate that if you want to call 329-1899 the phone number all guests join us via the Rangish brothers rv phone line uh coulter you wanted to talk about who should run this show not this show the show that is sports in america Are we talking college or professional by the way or both is it just everything the head person for sports. Yeah, we, I think we should just talk about... Uh, the minister of sports. The minister of sports in America. And maybe he has some fellow czars that run the uh, the pro le- got, leagues for I him. I got two answers for you. I'll give you my... I'll give you the most reasonable answer, but then I will give you the right answer. The most reasonable answer is Condoleezza Rice. She should be the sports czar. She knows what in the world 
is going on in the sports world. She cares about it very much. She is on the selection committee, or at least has been, for the college football playoff. And, uh, as far as I can tell, a talented administrator. The right answer, however, is Mike Leach. (laughs) There is no question that if it pertains to sports, that Mike Leach should be the one making the decisions. He will uh, be able to creatively find answers and solutions to problems that arise and knows enough and is able to communicate in such a way to be efficacious in bringing about all the things he would like to bring about. I suppose you don't need that much sort of diplomacy if you are the czar. You just sort of, I take it that you're just kind of the king. Like you you make your asseveration and it becomes so. But I think that I can trust Mike Leach to make great choices and I would like to listen to him explain to me exactly why Highlight is going to be taking a prominent primetime slot on ESPN television. So those are the that is the man who should be doing this. Uh, the, anybody else is just foolhardy. <laughs> this is funny. I uh, Mike Leach is so out there. He's funny for sure, but his shtick is growing old to me. No, it's n- not a shtick. I know. But so he knows. But he that. knows. If it was a shtick, it would become tiresome. But it's not. It's who he is. That's why it's great. Because it's real. There's no way he doesn't know the attention that he's receiving for the way that he acts. Fine. So there's a little bit of being aware performance, of being aware of it, and having not just be who you. What, who wouldn't want him up there sniffling and coughing every three seconds talking about how the best way to not get in trouble with your future bride and her mother is at a press conference or whatever? I just don't know, man. Maybe my sense of humor is broken, but I've never thought that any of the stuff he says is as funny as the rest of the world thinks it is. It is. Your sense of humor is broken, then. Yes. It's, it's like kind of funny. No. You're way more funny than Mike Leach. That's Here's the issue. 100% true. <laughs> See? Mike Leach, though, Mike Leach is funny because he's funny, but he's also I- incredibly funny because he is in a position where no one is funny. And it's Good point. always just the bland, banal, dry, sandy answers that we get from everybody all the time, and he's up there talking about walking home <laughs> with goblins. You know what's the funniest you know who you know who's the funniest college football coach? I think the world would say Mike Leach. But I think that Mike Leach, even if you think he is the funniest, I think he's a distant second to the somebody that most people have never heard of. And this man will never reach the platform of Mike Leach because he's that funny. He's just too offensive to actually have a Pac twelve job. It's Bruce Barnum. Bruce Barnum is the uh, Portland <laughs> yeah. State is what? is just so funny <laughs> it's not possible. I, 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 you, you win. Yes, you are right. But Bruce Barnum, like, I don't, I just don't think he could get through the ceiling of being an FCS coach but here, because here's my question. he's just how too would, funny. How would Barney be as the czar? Oh man. Well, we'd all be eating Dots pretzels. I mean, have I told you this story? Oh yeah. The Dots pretzels from North Dakota. Bruce Barnum is their, their uh, number one endorser. I think he actually gets contributions to his program for peddling Dots pretzels. He was throwing out bags of Dots pretzels at the Big Sky kickoff. It was just, it was solid yes. gold. Allegedly, don't know if this story is true or not, but I believe it to be true. 
allegedly. You want it to be true. I want it to be true. He sent Bobby Houck a picture of the game-winning field goal from the Portland State game last year going through the uprights, but instead of the football, it was Dots pretzels with a bag of Dots. Thanks for being you, Bobby. Love Coach Barnum. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Here's the thing. You you know, you maybe, you know, experience this as as you know, as you age and so forth, that there's two worlds that exist at school. There's this there's the world that you thought was the whole world with you as a student and you went to class and you were with your classmates and so forth and so on. But then there's a whole nother world that you find out about later, and it is the teachers' world. Mm. And the teachers, you know, they have their little, you know, no students allowed sections, the rooms that you can't go into in the back rooms, and then you find out about conversations and ways of being that you did not know that the teachers were, in fact, you know, up to. Not, not, and that sounds nefarious. I don't mean it to be bad, but I'm just saying right. it's a whole nother life. Oh, when you're a kid. Having honest conversations about you that you had no idea that people were actually thinking. The coaching world times 10. What the coaches do oh, man. back and forth with one another when no one's around. I mean, it's the greatest show in the world. This is what's so frustrating because you and I, we sit here and we just want them to say anything. And then when you shut everything down, you go sit there and it is, I mean, it's just the greatest thing you've ever heard and listened to. And you just go forever. This is what it should be. Why are we wasting our time asking about timeouts? Bruce Barnum on my Big Sky Breakdown podcast last year was the was the single funniest, most outrageous interview I've ever done in my life. Like Mike Leach can talk about the the perils of proposing to a girl. It does not hold a candle to talking about Troy Anderson killing a steer with his hands to feed his teammates. It does not compare to him. To, it's not compared to him saying that the guys from Montana are so tough that they drink beer and smoke cigarettes in the locker room at halftime while getting Popeye tattoos on their arms. I mean, it's his gamesmanship is just out of control. It's 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 so 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 funny. But the other thing is is that. Portland State, let me see. You are you run Skyline Sports, and in virtue of that, are the beat writer for the Portland totally. State. Totally, and, and he gives team. it up. And, but but also, well, he gives it up, but also, you can... Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication, and one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000. Or find them online at goblackfoot.com. You're kind of at liberty because if if anyone, including Mike Leach, who probably has these thoughts, was to in fact say those things, now all of a sudden, you know, it's viral. The whirlwind happens. Totally. And some of it's good, and maybe some of it isn't as good. And you know, everybody's terrified of saying whatever they shouldn't say. You know, nobody more than me.
So Bruce right. Barnum is such a classic that Portland State's first year he was the head coach, they had no money. They had to play two FBS games. They won both of them. But they called it, he, he took them on Barney's Americana Tour. They had seven road games and only one, the game at North Texas, where they able to fly to it. And they subsequently had the greatest, the biggest win in FCS history over an FBS team. They beat them 65-7, to and Dan McClarney got fired in the locker room mm-hmm. after the game. That in itself is a classic story. Great. But the rest of their road trips, they took a bus. They bussed from Portland to Cal Poly. It's like 1,800 miles one way. And Bruce Barnum, out of his own pocket, he has no budget for the team that year. Out of his own pocket, he took the whole team to Alcatraz, took the whole team to the, to the Los Angeles Zoo, you know, taking them out to steak dinners. Every home game that they won, he went across the street and bought every person that went into the stadium a drink. Yes. He's running up $8,000 tabs after games saying, thanks for coming. I mean, that is the stuff of legend. There's no one doing that. Uh, there's no one doing that because no one has to do that. Well, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. But that, um, I mean, that's why it's just an, a, it's a fascinating thing that's going on at Portland State. Two Telenuanas, one or two ninety ESPN. Okay, so back to the czar. Fifteen minutes from now, Tommy Evans going to come try and dig out of a hole. He will not be successful, but it will be worth listening to on the greatest front men in music history. Yes, you have not given me your wrong answer yet. And I don't care who you pick. You're not going to beat. You're not going to beat either of my two. Well, I'm a little bit biased because the first person that introduced me to the concept of the sport czar is the guy who started talking about it the most early on as part of his candidacy to be the sports czar, and that's Bill Simmons. Mm. Bill Simmons has long said that he wants to be the sports czar of America and that he wants his two um, right-hand men to be Chuck Klosterman and Malcolm Gladwell because they're both critically thinking writers who also happen to like sports. And I actually think if those three guys, because they are just sort of sports nerds who are also intellectuals and creatives, I actually think that they would do a great job in terms of running the sports world. Here's here's where I think uh, something like the NCAA goes so wrong. And Mark Emmert has foiled this thing up over and over and over and over and over again. And we're all aware of it. But here's the issue. It is so simple when you can just think about the problems that sports has and create solutions or think about the good things that sports does and how to accentuate them, and you have nothing else at all to think about than those things and come up with creative and reasonable ideas and solutions. When your first thought is about running an organization that happens to oversee a sports function especially when it's an organization that masquerades as a nonprofit i mean, I mean when it's making billions of dollars yes. let's get a sports star so they can we can get rid of the president of the NCAA all of it all of it but it, it, that's what i'm saying is like you know i understand the necessity i mean to implement things and so forth of having an organization of having an administration and all of that and even though, and and even if the the North Star, the whole outfit, is to pick, you know, is to do right by the student athletes and by the sports, the 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 reality is, is that in the interest of self preservation and retaining a function at all, like let's let's get, how about this? How about this? If the NCAA got it exactly right and implemented every rule perfectly and everybody was happy with it, and I'm not saying that's even possible. I just say that they would also simultaneously undercut their own need to exist. 
You know why the you know why there's there's laws in the United States of America that fill libraries because Congress' job is to write laws. You know that's what you're there to do to build the book of of, of laws. And now all of a sudden, well, why is the bureaucracy this? Well, why is the red tape that? Well, the, it's because I mean, in some instances necessary, and in other instances it's because well, it's what we're paid to do. It's what we're here to do. You build the you know the thing. So if I could I have know. a special liaison for the NBA, Bill Walton. I mean, Bill Walton is. I mean, that might be the one to tip the scales away from Mike Leach now. Problem is he can't shake anybody's hand. You know he can only dab. <laughs> Fist pump. What is that? Because he's a germaphobe. He's a germaphobe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, two tell the waters one two nine ESPN radio. Did you want to talk about the Seahawks? Or you want to? Te- do you have other czar things you want? No, to let's talk Seahawks real quick. Okay. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks. So what Coulter and I uh, have chosen to do is uh, identify a few NFL teams that are regionally significant. And uh, we don't have a ton of time right here, so we may come back to this, come back to the Seahawks at a later date. Uh, but Seattle is uh, now going to be uh, airing all their games, all the Seahawks games, right here on ESPN Radio in Missoula. We're very happy to have the Seattle Seahawks on board. Uh, their uh, second preseason game, I got to look it up now. I thought I think it's on Saturday. Um, but we will have the Osprey game, and then we will go right into the Seahawks game um, uh, for you. Uh, but we'll have the Seahawks on all year, and obviously uh, they are the closest uh, football team geographically to Western Montana. Billings, I think Billings is almost square in the middle between Minneapolis and Seattle. I'll have to look up. I'll have to get my geography sorted out. But I I realize as you go further east across the great state here, then you get into more Vikings, dare I say Packers, and obviously also the Denver Broncos, a major, major uh, following in the area. But Seattle, in western Montana, I would say Seattle has the largest following. And I must say that I'm higher on the Seahawks than you are, but I have found myself not as high on the Seahawks as many national commentators that I've been listening to have been. And I'm I'm kind of confused on this. Now, I will tell you, this weekend, Friday, by the way, boys and girls, dry your tears. I'm not here. I still got two B- TBD if I am. I still got seven weeks of vacation to use up, so I got to find it somewhere. So I'm going to use one on Friday, and uh, it is for uh, my fantasy football draft annual event. Great pilgrimage back to my back to my friends, and uh, so I have been doing research uh, like mad trying to prepare for this thing. So a lot of the things I'm looking at are through the lens of fantasy football, but nonetheless, the lens of fantasy football does bring you in contact with teams and how they're going to be and what they're going to be doing. And the Seattle Seahawks do not have a running back of any note whatsoever. It's a seventh round draft pick, Chris Carson, who is uh, the, by all accounts leader, who was the starter last year. And even though Rashad Penny was taken in the first round a year ago, he made almost no noise, got a little bit of playing time and had a couple of good games later on in the season. But a lot of people expected him to come in and, and take the job from Chris Carson. That has not happened. But in any case, Neither of them are in the top 20 of running backs in the NFL as far as running backs go. But what people may not know, and I'm just 
finding this out kind of as we go. But, you know, they got Dwayne Brown. They traded uh, Houston Texans to mm-hmm. get Dwayne Brown into short because they had an awful offensive line going back two years. Mm-hmm. Last year, much better, better in this offseason, they pick up, hello, Mike Eupati. Now, Eupati, what is he now? Is I mean, he's 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 been in the league quite a while at this point. Obviously, most of those years with the uh, Steelers and then with the Cardinals and now with the Seahawks. So, you know, I don't know if he's the Mike Eupati that, that uh, you know, was in his prime, but you know he's a he's an all pro type of guard. Oh, absolutely! And in uh, his prime, he was he was the best guard in football. Justin Britt, uh, you know, a very tenable center. Point being, uh, uh, this is a good offensive line. It's not the best in football by any stretch, but a solid offensive line and a running game that Brian Schottenheimer, you know, that's the thing that he kind of keys into. And he was kind of a head-scratching hire to a lot of people as an offensive coordinator. But this is a team that's expected to run the ball really well. Doug Baldwin retires. Tyler Lockett, people are talking about as being one of the top three slot receivers in football. I think that's crazy. I think Tyler Lockett's a, a really good wide receiver. I think Let's say this. He's a good wide receiver. He's a much better wide receiver than anybody had thought that he was going to be when he was drafted out of Kansas State to simply be a return specialist. But I don't know that I see it offensively the way a lot of people do. I think this is going to be a good but but not prolific offense by any stretch. And I frankly think about the same defensively. I think this is a strong defense. I think it's a back two other than Wagner uh, uh, and maybe K.J. Wright, pretty much a no-name defense. But you know what? That they, Everybody on the defense was a no-namer before they became a namer, if I can say it like that. And I think that, that the way that, that Pete Carroll rocks and rolls on defense, I think that they kind of plug and play, and I think it works. And I, I think they're going to be good defensively. Uh, but I cer- I have them you know, clearly as a second best to uh, 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 the L.A. Rams. And frankly, what I'm seeing in Arizona is really getting my attention with Kyler Murray and, and you know, perhaps the reemergence of David Johnson and – you know, getting a guy uh, 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 like like Sizzle, like Hacksaw to come in there and be a veteran presence defensively, outstanding. So I I'm I, I kind of keeping it open, but I'm I I've heard multiple people talk about, I mean, contending to win the West. I don't see that happening. Who are these people? Like John Clayton. I mean, I, you're talking about like who thinks that Tyler Lockett's one of the best slots in the NFL. People that don't know all the guys that play slot. I mean, for people that don't know, Antonio Brown plays slot. Let me let me put it like this. He was the top five producer in the slot as a slot receiver last year. Okay. I, I mean, I would believe that because the best guys line up in the slot and not in the slot. I mean, Antonio Brown is just all everywhere, I mean, right? Larry Fitzgerald, he didn't have a great year last year, obviously. I mean, he's been playing. He's been playing slot the last two years, yep. for sure. Juju Smith-Schuster? Mm-hmm. I mean. We'll see what he is. Tyreek Hill? He's slow, though. <laughs> Adam Thielen operates out of the slot a ton. You know, I mean, I mean the other thing what about is, your boy, is, is Jarvis Landry? What's a slot? I mean, Jarvis Landry is so good, and he's still probably not in the top five slots in the NFL if you consider Antonio Brown and uh, Juju Smith-Suster and Adam Thielen slots. I just don't consider anything slots. I don't, uh, I don't consider anyone, basically. A slot receiver. I don't know, dude. Jarvis Landry's a slot. Julian Edelman? Jar- Jarvis Landry is a slot receiver. He does not re- line up on the outside. Jarvis Landry, Julian Edelman are slot guys. Wes yeah. Walker was a slot guy. Yeah. Cooper Cup is a slot guy. Cooper Cup 
Cooper Cup. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, I mean, if, if we are really talking about the influence that you can have, not just get open on an option route and catch a ball. Wes Welker never ran the route that was called for him in his life. He just got open and caught the ball, and he yep. had such good chemistry with Tom Brady that, that he was 120 catches a year because he, he did. Tom Brady knew, hey, stare him down, throw him the ball. Jarvis Landry is very much the same way. As far as a guy that influences the complexity of an offense and allows an offense to be as complex as it is, it's Cooper Cup. The Rams' offense is actually not complex. Sean McVay's stuff isn't actually that out of this world. The number one, actually not the number one reason, the only reason that it is what it is is when they are at their best in Los Angeles is because of Cooper Cup. Okay, here we go. Seattle Seahawks, rapid fire wins and losses. You ready? You're going to give them to me. I'm going to tell you who they're playing. Kay. You tell me if it's a win or a loss. Okay. Starting week one, uh, if it's if I say versus home game. For Seattle, okay. Okay. Versus Cincinnati. Win. At Pittsburgh. Win. Versus New Orleans. Loss. At Arizona. <sighs> loss. Ugh. Yeah, loss. Okay, I disagree on that. I'm good with 2-2 two and two at that point, though, because I'm not so sure about my at Pittsburgh either. I think 2-2 two and two through that first four games. Versus Los Angeles Rams. Loss. At home, loss. Yes. Okay. At Cleveland. <laughs> loss. <laughs> so they're 2-4. and four. Versus Baltimore. <sighs> that's a good game, too. They have a hard schedule. Win. Have they played a team that's not going to make the playoffs this year? Pittsburgh's the worst team on that schedule, and Pittsburgh's now Cincinnati's the worst. Yeah, Cincinnati's at, worst. At Atlanta, win versus Tampa, win at San Francisco, Phew. loss at Philadelphia, loss versus Minnesota. Oh man, that's a great game too in Seattle. Win. Monday Nighter. Win. Monday Night Football. Yeah. There, there's winning. At Carolina. Man, they play every good team in the that's NFC. A, that's a loss. I can tell that's you. That's a loss. They, yeah. don't, they always. They, no. Uh, versus Arizona. Win. At San Francisco. Win. Nine and seven. Nine. Uh, looks like I missed one. Nine and seven or eight and eight. Can't. Can't. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think they are. I think they're a nine and seven or eight and eight. I think they're between nine and seven and seven and nine. The difference between nine and seven and seven and nine can be the playoffs or not. So it is significant. Which I don't is. think the Seattle Seahawks are a playoff team. Okay. Quick break. Come back. Tommy Evans losing another argument. Day two. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport. Easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Tommy Evans, 
greatest frontmen in the history of music. Two people will be offering you reasonable answers, and also Tommy's here. Good to be with you. Unreal. Two tell new broadcasting live from the Chris Polaris Studios. Chris Polaris at twenty nine. You bring some notes. West Broadway notes. in Missoula, also Highway eighty three in Sealy. Online at kurtzpolaris.com. Um, yesterday uh, we had a conversation which went poorly. Uh, it did not go poorly. Regarding who are the best frontmen in the history of music, Tommy, who. Uh, is uh, the steam producer of this show, uh, engineer extraordinaire, and also a notable trail personality who we would have thought knew a little bit more about music than, in fact, clearly he does, offered to us uh, Matt Schultz. Now, if you don't know who <laughs> Matt Schultz is, don't worry. I almost... You are in the masses. In fact, no. Tommy himself did not know who Matt Schultz was, didn't know the name Matt Schultz, merely offered whoever the guy is for Cage the Elephant. It's all-timer, yeah. the best frontman in history. And so you had to come back here today and attempt to explain away how it is that that could have been the first person that popped into your head. It's not the first. It was after a lengthy amount of time and consideration that I resulted uh, as my final answer being that guy because it's that still guy more entertaining. Didn't even know his name. Still more, more entertaining than Anthony Kiedis. So this is the the the, uh, the origination point of this argument was Tommy's unfounded hate for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, specifically because he thinks Anthony Kiedis can't sing. Yeah, he's horrible. My whole premise no is that can't. half the guys that are famous frontmen in rock history can't sing. What? I mean, Mick Jagger can't sing. Bob yes, Dylan can't can. sing. Yes, he can too. But let's clarify here also. The, the question wasn't who's a better frontman than Anthony Kiedis in your opinion, Tommy, at which point you could have just said yourself and no one can really argue with that. The True. question was, who are the best frontmen in history? And you said, uh, uh, Cage the Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Still better than Anthony, oh man. That's not God. the point I'm trying to get across. From the beginning of this was okay. that he's still more entertaining okay. than Anthony okay. and better. Okay. That, is, that okay. is false, first of all, across the board, and also doesn't even answer the question. All right. Ryan? Yes. Who are your favorites? How about how about Maynard James Keenan, for one? Got to fill us in more. Tool. Okay. Circle. Okay. He's good. One of the all-time yeah. all visual artists on the stage. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Who do you got? Who else you got? Yeah, give us a couple, are we going down the list, or are we just? Oh, going I mean, I got, I got a, I got a top ten right here. Okay. Oh, oh. We were doing five. Okay. Well, I got ten. Okay, go. Okay, I got, uh, I got as an honorable mention because he's only been in the E Street Band for part of his career and been a solo act for part of his career. Even though the E Street Band's been his back band, I got Bruce Springsteen. Even though I think he's one of the great musical artists of all time. Tommy, you're never going to get a chance to give your five. You I got, I got, I know how the show history. goes. Yeah. I got David, I got David Byrne. <laughs> Uh, David Byrne from the Talking Heads. He was my honorable mention, and that's why we came back with okay. heads right there. I got uh, I got Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. Love him. I think, and I'm talking Dookie Green Day, not uh, American. No, 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 no. You're talking all of Green Day. Okay. Well, American Idiot is a brilliant album, even though I don't necessarily love it. Dookie is one of the great albums of my adolescence. It's Dookie. Uh, have you never listened to this? It's Dookie. Dookie. Okay. Dookie. I don't know what I can say. Listen to this. Tommy is mad right about this. Yes. All right, all right. Um, then I have uh, Eddie Vedder. I yep. got Brandon Boyd from Incubus. Hmm. I have 
Scott Weiland from the Stone Temple Pilots. Better. Got Robert Plant at number three from Led Zeppelin. I got Dave Matthews, number two. And I have Chris Cornell, number one. What makes Dave Matthews a great front man? I mean... Besides he, sitting on a stool and drinking wine and singing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh, my gosh. You have to go see Dave Matthews in concert. He doesn't sit on a stool at all. No. He do- Okay. It's, First, it is hard to be a great front man, I will say, if you play an instrument. Because okay, but but you they, can't really wander around a whole lot. Talk to uh, Angus Young my, about that. My, and my, get back to me. My my two main my two main my two main arguments for Dave Matthews are are this <laughs> one one Dave Matthews has played in the Dave Matthews band for the duration of his career. He has only cut one solo album, yet he is so transcendent that people refer to it as Dave. They don't think of it as the band; they think of it as him. My second argument for him would be that he is. As you said, it's hard to have the charisma and sex appeal that most of the traditional cliche top front men like Mick Jagger or Roger Daltrey or Jim Morrison were able to cultivate if you play an instrument. But Dave Matthews is almost as if he's a conductor because their band is so diverse and their live sets are so complicated that he's not only playing on a guitar and singing, he's also conducting a band. But for me, Chris Cornell has the best pipes of anybody in rock music history. I love him. Tommy. All right. So on that note, we'll start. These are in no particular order unless these are supposed to be ordered. We're no, not going to. No, 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 no. Just, just, right. just nominees, o- candidates. Only this guy is going to go with five runner-ups and then order them <laughs> five. Three, hey, one. Gus. Everybody likes lists besides you. No. Here's the deal. Okay. So off the idea that Dave is a conductor. Sure. We're going to go immediately to Captain Beefheart. Because that guy is a conductor because he ran his band like uh, like Charles Manson ran his cult. Oh so he locked his band in his house for eight months. Fill people in who this who he's a part of. Captain Beefheart was this really, really out there sort of avant-garde <laughs> experimental guy that gave Frank Zappa a I was going to say, this is yeah, it, I yeah. knew Zappa's coming here. So then when Captain Beefheart fizzled out into oblivion with his cult... Zappa stepped in and took the reins. So he kept the band locked in his house for eight months. This is this is rock history. And he fed each of the band members one measured out cup, like a measurement of a cup of beans a day. And they had to learn the songs. That's oh, a musical conductor. And that's a guy who's dedicated to his art and his craft. Not not Dave Matthews. Sounds Talk more to like Captain a criminal than an actual uh, conductor. Uh, I can feed anybody a cup of beans and tell them to learn something it doesn't make me any good at it why does your mic sound so much more clear than mine especially colters what's up with that let me just i think it's your headphones what if i bring yours all the way you're pathetic you're pathetic go ahead all right so my top five and i do have a few runner-ups to debate about so we got captain beefheart okay (laughs) obviously at the very tippy top Paul McCartney is the number one if we're doing a rating thing. Is Paul McCartney even the lead singer of the Beatles? He beat out Matt Schultz. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the things I'll actually agree with, I will say, as much as the Beatles suck, Paul McCartney is so much better than Gage the Elephant. (laughs) Okay, we're going Iggy Pop. That's a good one. Nick Cave. Love Nick Cave. Who doesn't? Yeah, Nick, Nick Cave is on my list as well. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Hell or High Water? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That soundtrack is great. It's so good. Yeah. What I love about Nick is that when he's performing, he doesn't, like, make eye contact with the crowd. He gets down and gets right up in your face and sits there and sings an entire oh, song. Well, he's actually a psychopath. So, yeah, Nick That's Cave, the work of a great For anybody that man. doesn't know who this is, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, they've, rec- they've released a handful of albums, but they've also done full-length soundtracks for many movies, for a variety. I mean, their breakthrough was with Scream, right? Back in back in the late '90s, when the Scream first Scream movie came out, I believe, right? I don't know. And then they they've also done scream, the sound. Nick Cave has been doing it for a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, they're they're great. He's good. He's a freak. He's okay. awesome. He's he is phenomenal. Okay. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne makes my top five. Okay, Ozzy's good. I know. James Honor- James Hetfield is another guy we got to talk about. Why? Cause, what? Because Metallica is ferocious, and James Hetfield is so sweet. Talk about a guy that doesn't have very much natural vocal talent who's been able to make an epic career out of it. You Talk are to Ryan uh, wrong about James Hetfield. You think he's got epic vocal talent? I mean, he's got a, he's no, got a great no, growl. No, I think he's not even in remotely the conversation that what? we're having right here. Not even oh, remotely. See, okay, here's the, sorry. Th- here's the thing that I could say about both of you guys. You guys are great learners if you choose to consume something. And almost always, you come around to the other side. I think that Tommy would like almost every single thing that we tell him to like if he just listened to it. No, I've learned how to prove you wrong at every statement you tout so confidently. (laughs) Don't argue about being right. Argue about the thing. Here's the the issue. I've, I've listened to plenty of Metallica. I like Metallica. I just don't like most of the members of Metallica as mm. it turns out. Chris Cornell the, I don't like Chris Cornell and I accept that that's on me. Like, I, I'm How? That's like your style. Like Soundgarden well, is like right up your alley. It isn't though. Why? It isn't because is it too melancholy? It's, too, it's yeah, not it's as too not hype enough for you? It's like soft. He's that's exactly there. what it is. Yeah. Soft. God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Of all the things that it is, it's not soft. Chris, Chris Cornell, it's it's slow though, and it's it's That's just, because it's brooding. No, it's brooding, oh and it's gosh. it's it does not c- capture me in uh, any way. Okay, so do you, how much of your Chris Cornell uh, non affinity is connected to the fact that uh, just audio slave in general? You no, you no. love Rage Against the Machine. Yes, I do, and. Uh, Audio Slave, I actually like. I like Audio Slave more than I like Soundgarden. Okay, but yes, it was still very, very when when. But you don't like Chris Cornell. I mean, I don't know how many times (sighs) I got to say it. Man, no, I don't. I don't like Chris Cornell particularly. I respect Chris Cornell. I could say that. Are you into Stone Temple Pilots? Mm, It's okay. Gosh, that's so weird. No, Scott Wilde. You're like the perfect age. I mean, I'm the perfect age for a lot of things that I don't like. Okay, what's your top five? Are Look, yours Maynard, ordered? Maynard James Keenan. Okay. Tool. Nick Cave, now that you said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zach Taylor Roca. Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. Sonny, whosoever. POD. <laughs> okay. Yep. Not uh, notably Matt Schultz. <laughs> <laughs> Did not make my list. Ozzy didn't make my list. I'm okay with some. Beef Eater here did not make my list. <laughs> So those are mine. <laughs> oh man, where are you at with the traditional guys, Gus? What do you mean? Like you're not traditional, but like the uh, the low hanging fruit of this category—the Mick Jaggers, the Roger Daltrys, the Jim Morrison's of the world. Uh, by the way, I might add Kendrick Lamar if I need a fit. 
Don't think that fits the genre. I'm actually going to try to swing a fist at you. <laughs> I mean, get in line. If we're going to that category, Tyler, the creator, whomps Kendrick all day long. You know that's true. I don't know anything about that. I th- Here's the problem with this entire debate. You two have confused the entire list with your personal taste. Sure. Okay. That's the so, problem. Okay. Okay. So then let's revert then to the, the greatest. My brother, I asked don't my- Don't look at me like no, you're- I mean, it, it, of course it's personal taste. It's an opinion poll. I, <laughs> it's not an opinion poll. It's top rocket. I asked my brother this before the show, and I okay. thought he had a great response. He said- you can debate who you like the most, but Robert Plant is the greatest frontman in music history because what would music be without Robert Plant and Led Zeppelin? The Beatles are transcendent, and Paul McCartney is absolutely a huge influence. And same with you know the Who and the Doors and all these bands, but none of them have as much influence on the current state of music. And I mean, Led Zeppelin resonates to this day. For sure, no by, doubt. By that no line doubt. of reasoning, though, Elvis is on everybody's list. Elvis well, is oh, on no my, doubt. he's on my contenders. He was going to make my list. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. Like, Bob Cousy was like legendary Hall of Fame great. He wouldn't be in the league today. That's why Led Zeppelin's the greatest band of all time. Because Led Zeppelin could drop their first album in 1969 when they did, or tomorrow, and it would be equally yeah, as popular. I don't, I, yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not arguing. They're either. truly timeless. Even the Beatles, so the Beatles on? are even a little bit dated. You can, when you listen to the Beatles, you think, okay, that's great, but you can, you know it's from the 60s. Who do we agree on then? Mm. Nick Cave? Yeah, Nick Cave, no doubt. And Zeppelin? Yeah. And anybody else? I mean, Nobody on your list. I can't believe none of you guys went with the David Byrne. That's a good one, too. He was almost there for me but when i think about what makes a great front man it's more than just being behind the mic and singing the songs mm-hmm. and david burns sings the songs really well but he's he a weirdo the too. he does the noodle he, he does a little noodle but a lot of music you know uh york does a great noodle too <laughs> but that doesn't make him an iconic front man as far as i can tell here's the Iggy thing. pop taking a freaking dump on the stage <laughs> Like, that's next level front man ship right there. No doubt. Nick Cave spitting in your face while he's rattling off lyrics. It's being a different front man. man Pretty good. This got real weird in the last 10 seconds. Nice work, Tommy, like usual. I know. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You got to get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana, through Bozeman and around Gallatin County. More than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive. Innovative. And a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. It's 2TEL Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Welcome back. Tommy's still in studio with us. I don't know why. Oh, because I asked him. That's why it's Oh, there you go. We missed the song, man. Uh, yeah. He's t- Producer well, oh, Reese. Oh, oh, oh. It, uh, <laughs> it quickly gets oh, kicked in. All right. 
We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Just Studios. Bring it down. Kurtz bring Polaris it down. 2904 West Broadway and Missoula Highway 83 and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. You missed anything in the show, you can check it out on the podcast, podcast 10290ESPN.com, or your favorite podcasting platforms. It is brought to us by the Windgate by Wyndham Hotels, the podcast is. Coulter, I will say this. You've been bitter all week long. You're actually, like, not bitter today. I'm very happy about it. It's because I went to spin cycle and got whooped this morning. No, you got it all out of your system. So there's a variety of teachers there, and I have only taken one class from Bonnie, my teacher, this morning. Okay. And the spin cycle, you bust out three really vigorous songs. It's all based on the beat. And then you do a lifting song, mm-hmm. like where you're just sitting on your bike, slowly pedaling, but you're doing, like, an arms circuit. And I was humbled very quickly as somebody that's lifted weights my whole life that has never thought of grabbing anything less than the 25s off the rack and more like the 50s most of the time. You don't do that. Yeah, first class, grab the 20s. Yeah, nope, dropping them. So, but anyways, I, you know, so I, I worked my way back down. I started with the 10s up to the 12s, up to the 15s. So I'm doing 15s lately. That's pretty good. Get a good burn. But no one passed on the memo today that... Bonnie likes to really blast the old shoulder. So I'm sitting there with the 15s. I'm just burning. I'm just burning up. But regardless, sweat cycle down at the sweatshop, corner of Higgins and Broadway. It's a great place. Go check them out. I'd love to get a couple more guys in there because I'm telling you, it's it, these women, will they will humble you. And there's there's only one other guy that it takes any of these classes that I know of, at least. So come on down and join me sometime. PMs there when Matt Schultz is singing? Does it, <laughs> does it go through the roof or no? Uh, David Lee Roth uh, was written in, right? Yep. One listener, yep. uh, listener said Scott reminded us that we missed David Lee Roth, which is a David great Lee point. Roth. That's very, uh, that's fair. I can, uh, I can uh, uh, appreciate that. It's a good thought. Let me just interject this quick sentence for you, please. I saw Cage the Elephant mm-hmm. and the Schultz guy do his Schultz thing, mm-hmm. and I recognize your point with the Chili Peppers doing the like tube sock performance situation. Mm-hmm. This guy omitted even the sock, streaking on the stage, hopping around like a Looney Tune up there to uh, the songs. You know, you, you would actually think I don't like Cage the Elephant based on what I've said. I do like Cage the Elephant. There is no chance that this conversation is even possible to be had with them involved. Your age is showing. You're Good. like, this young kid's new Good. music doesn't cut it for me. No, well, that's that's... I mean, that's fine. <laughs> There's okay. a lot of things that the young kids don't cut. What are you guys? What are you? What are you all? You playing Candy Crush? I'm out. Can't do know. that. I don't know. What do you mean you don't? I know? got You're so many there. apps on my new Xbox 360. I don't even <laughs> oh know. Oh my gosh! I don't even know. Dude. All right. Well, starting tomorrow, it's Tutel, Nuanas, and Evans. Tommy will be on the third seat for the rest of time. Okay. Yeah. Tune into him on the trail tonight, the new show yeah, coming up right at you. The hall in four minutes. I'll yeah, be you there. better go. Thanks for being here, Tommy. All of you. Also, thanks to you. See you tomorrow. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park. We have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.